0: hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm Ryan, and this is episode 88. We are looking at research on project-based learning. Whenever we go to a school, whether it's doing a training or I'm speaking, maybe it's a PBL jumpstart in a place we've never done any work, and they're just dipping their toe into project-based learning. Somebody always asks, what's the research behind PBL? Is it research-based? Can you prove to me that it works? What I find is most of the time, people really aren't that concerned with the research. Uh, you know, if I give a footnote or I give a link, or we talk through it a little bit. People don't usually dive deeper into that research. They really want to know, is it going to work for me? And so the boots on the ground approach of like, is this going to work for me? Is a really important question to ask and to have answered. But in the next two leadership episodes, that means today's 88 and then also episode 90, we're gonna be talking about research on project-based learning in two parts. So we are going to look at the research and project-based learning because I do think it's important to have it be a research instructional model that we can certainly spread across the country with confidence and know it's going to do great things. We have tons of stories of teachers, careers being turned around, kids, you know, Lives being turned around, whether it's Anthony, who was at one point couch surfing, and then he gets into a project-based learning unit uh, with an architect in there, and he lights up, he starts engaging with this architect, and the architect eventually offers him an internship, takes him through to college, and hires him. We have the success stories, but we also need to look at the research. Now, before we dive into the research today, let's look at today's need to know. Today's need to know is, where do I get started with PBL? Now, where do I get started with PBL is obviously a huge need to know, and would take multiple, multiple episodes. It's kind of the whole point of the PBL Simplified book, podcast, YouTube series. That's what we're talking about, is where do you get started, and then how do you implement. But where do you get started? We've actually got this really great document that we'll attach in the show notes, and it's strategies for supporting PBL in your school or your district. And we just kind of walk you through some steps where you could start. And what we often suggest is that you just educate yourself in project-based learning. Like before you jump in, uh, why don't you get a book on PBL? Why don't you, well, you're listening to this podcast, so that's a great start. So if you want somebody else to jump in with you, you might recommend or share the PBL Simplified Podcast, but there's video series out there on YouTube. You can go visit a PBL school. That is one of the best ways to really get started. Go see it in action so that you can, ask really good questions of learners, of the facilitators, of the administrators that are in the building. So whatever your role is, go ask really, really good questions. Make sure you talk to the learners because we all know that educators, we can speak education speak. Uh, But when you talk to learners, they'll give you the real deal. So go start some of that really early work of just building up, like what does project-based learning mean to you? We've got a guide, of course, you heard it at the introduction. Go to whatispbl.com, PBL.com? and it'll get you started wherever you're at, whether you're superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, we've got a place for you to start. So that answers today's need to know. And where do you start? You know, just get started with, you know, that whatispbl.com document and jump into some resources. And we'll also link that kind of more structured approach to getting started in the show notes. So you can get that download as well. All right, let's jump into our topic for the day. Episode 88 is research on project-based learning. And what we're going to look at today is we're going to look at uh, some research that was released in 2021 by the Lucas Education Research Team. That's the George Lucas Educational Foundation. They put out some really, really great stuff. And these findings are... Really, pretty neat stuff so i 'm actually going to read you some of that, and then we 'll talk through it because I want you to be able to see where it, what it is and be able to think deeply on it Of course we 'll link it in the show notes as well so that you can reference it for yourself today what we 're going to do is we 're going to take a high level view at the research, and then what we 'll do in episode ninety in a couple episodes the next leadership episode we 're going to look deep into each piece of the research so that you can see exactly where it 's coming from because that 's always the question is like. Is, it, is, it, is this close to my school? Is it subject specific? And we'll dive into that and see where these results come from. But here's here's what you see in the research brief. Says, Rigorous project-based learning is a powerful lever for improving equity. That's the title. New research shows that when schools do, do provide the chance for underserved students to engage in high quality PBL, significant learning occurs. People always ask me, where should we do PBL, right? Should we start with, you know, the honors kids that are really good at school? Or should we start in a special ed classroom? Should we start, you know, with kind of a middle group of kids? Um, however you define those things, right? Always define those learners first. But I always say, just start with the kids that you want to be engaged Which is all of them, right? Like we want all of our learners to be engaged. It's not, you really don't want it to get stuck in a PBL class, like a PBL class period where that's just where PBL is or it's just for a certain group of kids because then it can get stuck there and it just works for all learners, including adult learners, right? Like we still use the PBL process, you know, for our trainings. Uh, We use them internally within our organization because it's a great problem solving process. So, this research is going to show that underserved students, specifically, who engage in high-quality PBL, that significant learning occurs. So what they did is they have four studies that were released by the education research team. And PBL improves student outcomes across racial and socioeconomic backgrounds and reading and language proficiency levels. So that's the arcing of the research. Now, here's an interesting piece. As I read through this, I see a lot of myths that get dispelled by the research, which I really appreciate. So here's one. Listen to this portion straight from the research brief. The studies dispel the misguided belief that disadvantaged students aren't ready for student led forms of instruction like PBL and must first master basic content through more traditional methods like direct instruction. I get this question often from well-meaning educators, right? Like they are doing really great things for the classroom. They're passionate. They're trying really hard and they're trying in difficult situations and say, well, well, my kids don't know the basics. So how can we get into project-based learning? And here they say, it's a misguided belief, but I've seen it switch. And now the research is going to prove that, that we need the engagement early on or wherever you're at on the K-12 spectrum, you need that engagement to get mastery of those basics so it's not basics first, and now you have a platform to build into project-based learning. It's project-based learning to build the basics, right? We At Magnify Learning, we're always going to preach that we're starting at standards and building your PBL unit. Like, it needs to be standards-based. It needs to have your rich, deep content in there so that it's wrapped around in context so that your learners have a place to learn that. It's not just learn this to learn it, and then you can get to cool stuff. That's the opposite. That's more of a traditional project. And we want to build that engagement right out right out of the gate. So I love that the research is going to bring that out. Here's another section I want you to hear. As a result of this lack of access to rigorous project-based learning and other high-quality forms of student-centered instruction, underserved students miss out on the opportunity to deeply engage with, collaborate, and reflect on, and revise their understanding of related academic content, knowledge, and social and emotional learning. So when we're not doing project-based learning our learners are missing out on these opportunities. And then we wonder like, man, you know, they really need some SEL work so that, you know, they can empathize or so that they can have that grit that we want them to have. They can have that growth mindset, but they're getting so hammered on the basics a lot of times that they're missing out on the very thing that we want them to have. Authentic experiences. So in the research, it's going to look at some of these ideas globally. And again, in the next one, we'll get into the weeds, but authentic experiences pop out of the research. Now, at Magnify Learning, we're super geeky about the authenticity of the work. Like, We don't really advocate for scenario projects. We want your learners to be solving real-world problems because that's where the true engagement comes from, and the research is going to back that up. Here's straight from the research. One of the principles of rigorous PBL that drives equitable learning experiences is the emphasis on authentic learning contexts meaning learning experiences should be authentic to students' identities, interests and communities. In high-quality PBL classrooms, the perspectives and lives of students are integral to the activities taking place. So we want our learners to to learn our content, it needs to relate to them, right? They need to have some place to start. Like that's how learning works, right? You start with a concept that you understand or learn or that you can relate to, and then you attach these ideas that you don't know yet to your previous learning. All right, here's some other pieces that I think need to pop out. By integrating academic content with authentic student interest, PBL deepens student motivation and engagement. And I'll give you a quick precursor. That comes from the middle school science study. So when you look at middle school If you're a middle school learner listening, or if you're a principal administrator in charge of middle school, would you like them to have more motivation and more engagement? Yes, please. Right. Like you want that. And they're in such a neat spot in middle school. It's one of my favorite places for project-based learning. And one of the reasons project-based learning is so important is that it does increase engagement and motivation. That's going to come out. Incorporating the assets students bring to the school community and ensuring learning experience are relevant to them. Here's where we're going to add resources and not use canned curriculum only. Any curriculum used should also be flexible enough for teachers to pull in additional resources to help students connect to the work at hand. And some of our teachers listening just yelled, amen, right? It's got to. Like, I need curriculum that is flexible enough. It doesn't mean you have no curriculum at all, but you need curriculum, or a scope and sequence that's flexible enough that you can pull in additional resources so that you can help your students connect it to the work. You've got to have those connections, and that's one of the huge benefits of project-based learning. Here, the last piece on authentic experiences. We're ensuring that projects and resources are relevant to students. It enhances the rigor of your PBL. It deepens engagement and supports identity development and increases the likelihood of learning Gains. So as you're bringing in project based learning, you're making these connections and it deepens the rigor, right? That's we're always wondering what about the rigor? What about the standards based processes? Yes, you're still going to have standardized tests at your school, even if you do project based learning. So, yes, you need the rigor. And wouldn't we want that anyway? Don't we want our kids to learn these content standards based ideas? Yeah, we want them to have mastery of those things. So I'll run through a couple more of these big picture ideas. One that I like is belonging in a school community. It's a whole section. Belonging in a school community. PBL and equity centered instruction require establishing meaningful relationships in which all students feel safe to contribute, collaborate, hear feedback, and take intellectual risks. We want our learners to speak up, to bring their learning out. Well, it's got to be in a safe environment. Right? So, in project-based learning, where we're building the culture, what we find is that that happens. When you feel safe to contribute and collaborate, your learning is going to grow. Now, This stuff is so good. So, how about the transparency of the work? Here's a, a quote that they pulled out from a high school history teacher. It says, this project approach gives you a chance to engage the students who might otherwise sit and hide and keep a low profile and not do well. Projects make their performance clearer to see and their success shows more clearly. The transparency of the work that happens in project-based learning, both for teachers and learners, is really important. Once you connect it to a community partner and you have an expo or some kind of public display of the work, now we can see the learning, right? We can see the work that our teachers are doing in the classroom. And once you can see it, it ups the ante for people, right? Once you get to display your work, there's no more hiding. A lot of times we see our learners don't want to hide. They want to display the great work they're doing, but they also know right off the bat there's no place to hide. We are going to present this work. Aspects of social and emotional learning. So SEL is obviously a big topic that we're talking about in education. Here's what the research comes out. It says it's fairly well understood that PBL encourages the development of certain social and emotional learning skills, such as the ability to work with others, problem solve, make good decisions, and communicate effectively. And I like the wording they have. It says fairly well understood. But if you don't know PBL, then that's not well understood, right? Like we say that in the PBL community, but I want to bring in those folks that aren't here yet. I want you to share this podcast with somebody who's not a PBLer. Like, hey, come look at the research with me, right? Let's see what happens in here. Because what we find in the research is that PBL is encouraging these SEL pieces that we want our learners to learn, and it's coming out and it's working. All right. The last one is near and dear to my heart. Like I've essentially dedicated my life to to professional development at this point. So I love that there's a portion. It's called looking ahead in the research brief, the general one, and we'll connect this one to the show notes. And here's what comes out. It's important to note that all of the PBL programs highlighted in the study include strong professional learning opportunities for teachers educators benefit when they have sustained high quality professional learning to support them in implementing project-based learning and equity-centered instruction. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love that it came out in the research. It's got to be in there. Sustained high quality professional learning. That's why at Magnify Learning, we do three-day trainings. So well, that's a lot. Yep. But it needs to be sustained high quality professional learning. People will come and say, Hey, Ryan, will you guys do a one day PBL for us? Just like give it all to us and we'll figure the rest out. No. Right. And, and well, why not, Ryan? I mean, this is what you guys do. No, that's actually not what we do. We don't do one days. Right? We do three days because the research shows you need sustained high quality learning. Another piece that comes out for teachers is, Teachers need support in learning how to teach with PBL methods and principles, need support in learning how to develop and empower teachers to lead high-quality PBL classrooms. The team of researchers convened identified several conditions that support rigorous project-based learning and its growth. They found strong professional learning opportunities are critical to PBL uptake as are conditions that empower teachers to make teaching and learning decisions that affect positive change. You'll notice this podcast, we're focusing on leaders. This is part of the reason is this research here that shows we need to support our principals so they can support our teachers. And actually the next episode, which will be episode 89, will be a PBL showcase. And I'm going to share the success story of a district that we're supporting because we actually support it at the assistant superintendent level, the high quality thinking and empowerment That goes to the principals, that then goes to the teachers, that goes to the learners. So I'll share that next week in the PBL showcase. What I really like in this last part is we're empowering teachers. We need to empower teachers. We're not just telling them what to do. We're not doing sit and get and saying, hey, go do this. We need them to be involved in the PBL process. They need to be able to live it so that they can live it, right? They need to live it in a PBL safe environment, like a PBL learning environment. Development opportunity so that they can take it down to their learners, so that their learners can become empowered, so that they can be participants, active participants in their own education. And when that starts to happen, that's when the transformation happens with project-based learning. So when you look at this overall research, authenticity, super important to creating these equitable opportunities for our learners we know that SEL is going to be built in, or you know that now, or you will, if you still don't believe it, in two weeks, we'll go deep dive into the weeds on this research. And then if you're looking to, remember our need to know for today, where do I start with PBL? You need to plan in some sustained, multi-day, high quality project-based learning professional development. Because without that, it does not work. That's what the research is based. As soon as you don't have that, you do, you know, one day, one off or You know, you read a book and just jump in without the high quality sustained PD, you're not going to get these same results. And I've got story after story of that, right? Of where we customize something. We said, you know what? We'll do it in a day and a half. If you give us that, it does not work. It does not last. It's got to last because your best work is 10 years out, which is a long way to look. But that means you got to take care of yourself. It means that you're looking at a long-term vision for this work and any of the work that you're doing. So that's the first portion of our research on project-based learning. I'm fired up about it. I hope you are too. This is going to be a good series to share. So principals, teachers, share this with somebody. Say, hey, you want to know about project-based learning? Let's look at the research. Again, we'll link it in the show notes so that you've got backup for that. Today was the overview. In two weeks, we'll dive into the weeds for this work. Thanks for joining me today on the PBL Simplified podcast. You can take this and you can go out and engage your learners, tackle boredom, and transform your classrooms.